How do we deal with people we don't like when we're afraid, angry, hurt? How do we love in the midst of that? How do we deal with infuriating family fanatics? Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello again and welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of the Freed Hearts Podcast. My name is Robert Cottrell. I am here every week, always with the amazing, incredible, beautiful inside and out. I'm letting you keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Susan Cottrell. (laughs) And I can keep going. Again, in the Freed Hearts Podcast, we comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Uh, This podcast is for people who've been hurt by exclusion. You may have been excluded uh, or you're afraid you will be excluded or maybe you have excluded others and it hurts. Uh, this podcast is for you. As always, if you have questions or anything you'd like us to talk about, anything we've discussed that you want us to uh, explain a bit more, or just general questions you would you would like us to cover in the podcast, email us, please. Podcast at freedhearts.org. And that's where all of our information is at that website as well. So, you know, we have talked over the past several episodes. We talked about love. And then we talked about hate and fear. And then we talked about love. And now we're going to talk about love and hate and fear. Uh, and we're going to kind of wrap it up here now. And the reason is love, again, we, we um, our, our mission, our goal as an organization is to change the human conversation on love and inclusion. So uh, love is love is what it's all about. And so we're going to talk about it here and kind of wrap things up in this series and it's the perfect with again with everything we've been through over the past several weeks. Um, it's the perfect time to talk about love. It's always, honestly, it's always the perfect time to talk about love. We hear about it all the time in love songs and in movies and on Hallmark cards, and others say it, and it's supposed to be the answer. I believe it is the answer. Um, but we're gonna talk today about love in the context of infuriating family fanatics. <laughs> I know. Anybody you, raise your hand if you have some. Yeah, okay. I know people come to mind. Yes. Um, and again, coming through the season that we've just come through uh, with everything involved in politics and social justice and all that. And then you add on that things that have been there for years in terms of, of religion and the LGBTQ issues. Uh, we're going to do talk about how to deal with infuriating family fanatics. So when we get afraid, when we get angry, when we get hurt, how do we love in the midst of that? What does love look like? And uh, does love mean, Susan, does love mean that we accept bullies as they are? The answer is yes and no. Okay. The yes is not the way you think it is. So there you go. <laughs> I will unpack well, that. Yes. Final, you said love means to accept someone as they are with room for who they may become. And but that's hard when it comes to bullies, especially the bullies in our family. Yes. Uh, like I said, many of you out there have been badly hurt, badly hurt by people in your lives from the crazy uncle <clears throat> who <laughs> who says really mean and careless things over Thanksgiving dinner um to 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 siblings. Uh, who won't come to your wedding, to parents who actually kick you out of the house and, and send a dozen black roses to your work because you're dead to them and, and burn all your belongings on the front lawn. And those, by the way, are true stories. Uh, we hear from these people every day. So how do we love people in that situation? If people are hurt you, 
and are cruel? Does love mean that you accept that from them? You just you just take it? Yeah, it's a really good question. And it's important to understand what it means to accept or not accept abusive or bad behavior, especially during the holidays, as you say. I mean, um, during what seem to be increasingly polarized times, even as we keep moving forward, it's like the acrimony is not diminishing. Mm. So I want to talk about how love means yes, you do accept these people as they are, but no, not in the way you think, because that's really important. Let me explain. So, <laughs> I was hoping you were going to. Yes. I want to talk specifically about bad behavior. People have repeatedly disrespected you, rejected you, or generally broken trust. What do you do? The most important piece here is you need to accept what you see. That is, when someone reveals who they are, believe them. <laughs> if you make excuses for them, you'll continue to get hurt. Mom says something terrible, and you think, that's not kind. But then you think, maybe you misunderstood. Yeah, maybe I misunderstood. Mom's got a good yeah. heart. Yeah. But you see it again and again and again. So there's a pattern of bad behavior. You need to believe that. Why, why do you think we don't believe that? Because we... Because it's someone that we care about and and we don't want to think they're that way. Yeah. So uh, let me just, let me interrupt that. I'll I'll answer that. But first, let me just say in a healthy relationship, you do overlook flaws and hurts. We couldn't live together if we Mm. pointed out everything we didn't like or we made somebody, you know, adhere to our standard. We can't do that. That's part of give and take in a healthy love dynamic. But when I'm talking about consistent, harmful, even abusive behavior, then you have to recognize what it is and name it for what it is. I think the reason we don't do that is that we are wishing, we're, Mm. we're wishing, Mm. we're wishing for what we thought it should be. So you have to (laughs) reconcile what is with what you wish were there. It's very common for someone who's being bullied to interact with the image they wish were there instead of what is there. We have this fantasy, say, of mom at her best. And we may remember times when when we were little and she was so sweet to us. And we keep wanting to draw that out in her. But we're denying who she is actually right now. Yeah. So we, we keep trying to accept the fantasy mom instead of recognizing the real mom that she is now. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that's, as I sit here and take in what you're saying, I have this weird mix of emotions thinking about, about that. <laughs> I'm laying back on the couch now. No, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, this this weird mix of emotions as I imagine that happening in, in, in my own life. And it's and the mix is anger and sadness. Mm-hmm. Because I think like if your mom if your mom says something to you that's extremely hurtful, the anger is damn that mm-hmm. hurts. I'm I'm really pissed that you said that yeah. to me. And the sadness is I don't want a mom like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't, I don't want a mom like that. And 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 then a natural step is she's my mom. Could she be right? Yes. You know, she knows me quote better than anybody. Yes. Could she be right? And so there's this anger and sadness and and neither of which I want to address. So sometimes with our infuriating family fanatics, 
are, are those closest to us, we tend to just take it. There's a young man uh, that we have dealt with for a long time online, and it, it continues to sadden me how much he just takes and takes it. Yeah, and takes from his it, parents. From his parents. Yeah. And and because he's he doesn't, he just can't face the fact that they're those kind of parents. That's it. That they're abusive. And he's terrified that they may be right. Yeah. So when we're little, in an abusive family situation, let's say, it's easier. We may be beaten. We may be treated horribly. And it's easier to say, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong to cause this? Mm. Now, no four-year-old causes abuse, but or 12-year-old or whatever. But we say, what did I do to cause this? Because if I caused it, then I can fix it yeah. and the abuse can stop. And this is all just a natural response to abuse. We hear about that. If all. we, wait, if yeah, we yeah, yeah. say, oh my gosh, my dad, my mother is a maniac, then now we're stuck in a home with a maniac and we have nothing we can do about it for the next 12 years. So mm. that, that's why it's much easier to, and this is all subconscious, but to say, okay, the problem is with me, therefore I can change it. So it's an illusion of control. Wow, that's so good. I'm just, I'm taking that in. Yeah. You know, we hear about things like when parents get divorced, the child says, well, it must be my fault. Yeah. Not that dad had an affair, um, you know, uh, or or whatever. But um, if it's, but you said if if we settle on the fact that, well, it must be my fault, then we have the power to fix it. Otherwise, yes. we feel helpless. It's an illusion of power to yes. fix it, but we can keep trying. Yeah. Rather mm. than saying, no, I'm stuck with this terrible situation, an unjust situation. So what do we do? So we're in the middle of this kind of treatment. We're in the middle of this, this hearing these things, receiving this kind of emotional abuse, spiritual abuse. And well, again, that's it. we're talking about direct things as well, but there are also the issues of 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 you know political differences and yes. and differences on that certainly again that's where the you know the family fanatics that that you know that's why I thought of that is just everything we've been through you know um, these these differences between us have been amplified and so how yes. do we deal with those I mean, who are close to us who we vehemently disagree with? Well, I'm not I'm not through talking about yeah. that. I'm, <laughs> you've got me going here that I'm thinking of some Facebook posts by family, and I read what they say, I mean, extended family, and I think, how do you see the world this way? How do you see the world this way? Like, we're living in two different worlds. It's mind-blowing. So, yeah, it's, and then to think about having Thanksgiving dinner together, yeah, that's, like, kind of hard to imagine. Well, let's, let's talk a little more about um, why you would accept the fantasy Mm-hmm. instead of the reality. And okay. let's think about it like an ex- an abused spouse. Let's say a, it's a woman whose husband beats her. Why does she keep going back? And they say that a woman may dis- make a decision to leave an abuser. Seven times she'll attempt it before she actually leaves. And that's kind of aghast, I feel, when I hear that. But why does she keep going back? Because, I mean, many reasons, and I'm not a, a therapist on this, okay? Let me just say that. But to expect the hus- to accept the husband as he is the power in that is not to say therefore he can beat me it it's to say okay i see who you are i see the person that you are 
And now I have to make a decision. I need to take the kids and leave while you're at work. Because if I do it, try it while you're here, you'll stop me and beat me again, even worse. So you have to make a decision. And I think that's a big part of why we don't face up to the reality that we know is there because it calls for a decision. If I decide, if I really say my family is so toxic to me that I don't want to spend any more time with them, then I have to admit that I've lost my family. Mm. So it's easier until it's not to say, well, you know, maybe if I approach it this way, I can break through. Yeah, that was that's 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 hard. That's it's hard. That's difficult. One thing that you yeah. said was, which I never heard you put it this way before, but but we hear you know accept someone as they are. In this situation, it the word accept means recognize. Yes, that's right. Recognize, like you know, I I accept that my father that my mother is emotionally abusive yeah i recognize that i acknowledge that yeah i, I accept that. that what i'm seeing is true yeah and 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 i stop justifying why i must have misread the situation which is mm. is natural but it's very unhealthy to to justify their bad behavior and you go back because like this woman will go back because he shows up with flowers and an apology and a promise that he'll never do it again and so and so she's got this hope again, this wish for who he's going to be. And he's been the way, you know, he's been good at times in the past. So she can hold that hope out there, but she has to accept that that's not who he has consistently shown himself to be. And when you when you don't accept the abuser as they are, then you are enabling the abuse to continue. We think, I think we think the opposite, you know, that to accept him as an abuser means then I have to submit the, to the abuse. But it's the opposite, that when I accept him as an abuser or them or whatever, then I say, oh, okay, I see. I got some decisions to make. It's hard. It's hard to take three kids and leave the house with n- maybe nowhere to go. Uh, uh-huh. But that's the decision I have to, to sort out because his abuse is not going to stop. Mm. And, you know, if someday it does stop and he makes changes, then... He can find you and prove it, prove that it's a change. But that is rarely what happens compared to the amount of time that it just continues. So um, sometimes to accept somebody means that you accept them from 2,000 miles away. (laughs) That when you, you have to leave a relationship, there's health in that. There's good, positive outcome in that. So much freedom in that. It's also natural consequences in that. This thinking back on the uh, on the young man who uh, is at college, so he's he's distance. He's just come through. He just came through a time of being stuck with his parents mm. at home because of COVID, um, and now he's got some distance. But we're we're talking about. I'm talking with him about not always responding to texts and phone calls, and and it's, and it's like let your parents experience the natural consequences of their emotional abuse of you. Yes. You know, if you keep showing up, keep coming back for holidays, keep being there, keep taking it, there's no there's no natural consequence of what they're doing. Let them that distance sometimes, you know, calling them out on that, that distance uh, will let them experience a natural yeah. consequence. To let them miss you. 
Exactly. And and they may or may not. Yep, yep. Yeah. But and that's hard. Like you said, it's hard. I mean, I think of yeah. of a wife's situation. Well, what do I where do I live and how do I pay the bills and how do right. I you know, which is um, a big flaw in our social structure as, yeah, a, as yeah. a country. That's but, another episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> or, or, or ten. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's it's hard. But to stay, you know, to to stay is hard. Mm-hmm. To to leave is hard. Yes, but to but, recognize that this is really an abusive person who is not changing for the better yeah. is hard. But to, to to press through that to surround yourself with yeah. with uh, you know uh, inclusive affirming chosen family, supportive people to help you through these times, both emotionally yeah. and, and physically help you through this time, maybe financially help you through, um, to remind you of, of the truths that you know about yourself, the truths you now know about, uh, about this, these, this family fanatic, this, this, uh, this abusive person yeah. um, will help you get through it. And I promise you that it's, it's better on the other side you know, when yeah. you get through that, to have that heart that is freed to love and be loved, to be away from that kind of abuse, mm-hmm. away from that kind of of um, toxic relationship um, is better. Yeah. I mean, one of our kids and their partner decided they won't be going to the partner's parents' house anymore for the holidays because it's just too toxic and too painful. The, the talk of religion and politics is toxic. And this doesn't mean they don't love them. That's where we get confused because we think loving them means you take whatever they dish out. That's not true. But they also love themselves and they need to be true to themselves. Love doesn't mean you take anything that any person wants to give you. You may love the father who abused you when you were growing up. That doesn't mean you let him babysit your children. Mm. Right? Yeah. So one of the things that's very common from our audience is they say, how do I love my parents? Aren't I supposed to honor my parents? And when I hear that, I am certain that that was told to them, most likely by their parents, probably <laughs> by their pastors too, that, you know, you, you, you must honor your parents as if that means you have to take everything they dish out. That is not true. Uh, it was a specific legal sense in the word of you know, that you need to provide for them in their old age, which is was part of the culture then. We live in a different time and place. It, it does not mean you let them do whatever they want to do. If they told you to murder somebody, are you supposed to? No. So here's the thing about parents and children is that you are downstream from your parents. The water flows downstream and you're further down. I was, I was um, counseling somebody and she was saying, I, I feel like I need to help help my parents understand this, understand me and my wife, because they're not. And I said, what you're trying to do is you're trying to swim up current mm. to, help, to rescue your parents, but you can't do that. Your life is down current. Your life is moving forward. If they have gotten caught up in a, in a whirlpool and they're not able to come to where you are, that's sad. But if it's true, it's true. But you can't rescue them. You have to keep going. The future is ahead of you. They've had their time. They've had their life. And and the invitation for them now is to join you in your life, to enjoy your wife and you and your children. 
not to hold you back from moving into your life. So don't turn around in the stream and try to rescue your parents upriver from you. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That's not the direction it goes. Okay. Um, just a little example is when I'm kind of buying new uh, jeans. I just bought some new jeans, which I rarely have ever worn. They look great, by the way. They Thank look you. great. <laughs> well, I sent pictures of me in them to my girls so they could give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Why is that? Because they're younger and they are more current in fashion because they don't have history behind them of other fashion that they know what's current and what's not. And so that's just a little cute example. I was, I was talking to my son about, about uh, waist size and I, said, and I said, well, I'm this waist size. That's because you, that's because you fasten them up around your chest. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, I don't. Anyway. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. I know. Well, I, mean, I was going to say, I send them to the girls, not the boys, because, you know, they've said to me before, I don't know. I don't know. But even yesterday, my son said, oh, nice jeans, mom. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> but I wouldn't expect my girls to come to me to tell them what's current. Do you know what I mean? I, I can, anyway, that's just an example of how the river is flowing downstream, and you are ahead of me in the current now, and your your future is ahead for you. That's really so, good. That's really good. I want, I want that to give you freedom from trying to, open quote, honor your parents as if that means take whatever they just have. Oh, one more thing. I know I've probably been going on a while here on this, but this one young gal who was probably 30, and she said, well, I'm just kind of waiting till my parents die <laughs> so I can move out and start my life. I thought, holy moly, her parents were probably 60. So she was going to spend the best part of her youth wow. waiting. That is not the way to live, and it's not what's required of you to honor your parents. I wish we could strike that phrase because it, people abuse it and change its meaning. Well, I want to you keep know, you when- bound. Yeah, when when our daughter, our oldest daughter, our first daughter came out, you know, one of the things that I thought and said to her was that I want you to love and be loved for who you are, you know. And it seems to me that the way to honor your parents is to live yes. an honest life, true to who you are. Yes, that's the way to honor your parents. It's not. It's not. You know, sit there and take and put up with. Um, you know, treatment that that oftentimes will prevent you, will keep you from living that way. Yes. So to me, that definition of honor could uh, could be totally, totally redone and be living true to who you are. Yes. Yes. That's what you deserve. I know you have a, you have a, um, you love that word. Well, we talk about being loved and 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 loving. <laughs> Because it's what you deserve, and you and you like that word. Well, I have a new relationship to the word deserve. Um, <laughs> a long time ago, a friend of mine said, "Oh, I hope you get everything." You, well, this is like years ago. Said, "I hope you get everything you want. You really deserve it." And I was like, "Do I? What is? What does that mean? Do I deserve it more than other people? Is there like there was a moral component in my mm. listening to it? Anyway, my hearing of it. There's a, a moral component that goes along, along with deserve. What is that?" Who deserves what? I don't know. But I finally recently looked it up, and it's from the French, and it means to serve well. Ah, so when you deserve something, that means it serves you well. Wow. So if I 
fall in love with my beloved here and we get married and start a life together, which we did 33 years ago, then it, it, I deserve it, meaning it serves me well to do that. It's not a moral thing. Right. And so, oh, yeah. you or, know, or a ranking or I deserve it, but you don't kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is, but, but, is, yeah. Yeah. Define the way you just did is it serves me well. That doesn't serve you well. Something yes. else serves you well. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And if you, if you have to be, you know, restrained because you're hurting people, you deserve that. It serves you well to be restrained so you won't hurt more people. So it mm-hmm. kind of, it goes both ways. Um, but I just, so That's great. you deserve to live your own life as you were meant to live it. You deserve that because it serves you well. So don't let somebody tell you that, you know, you need to, you need to somehow rescue your parents. You do not, you cannot rescue your parents. You rescue you. And they may see that, see it, and they may come around, and they may not. Well, before we wrap it up here, and I want to wrap it up with just a, some, some little things, but, but something came to mind as you were talking, and that's, and that's that sometimes as we have, well, I can't find the right phrase, but called people out for being uh, doing something that was abusive, something that was hateful. The response, <laughs> the response is, well, now you're being hateful. You know, yeah. How do you respond to that when when someone turns? Is it just a is it just a bad debate tech or just trying to shift the focus? Is yes, it- but naming something as abusive is empowering because you can then take action. You can remove yourself from that person. You can report them to authorities, whatever the best action is. But it's not hateful to identify someone's action so you can take action. That's yeah. not the same as... as Just being mean. <laughs> just being yeah. mean. Yeah. Well, if someone says that, I think you've, they've just revealed that you, you nailed that. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like yes. if that's their response to that, it probably struck chord very close to to the truth there. Yes. And that so as we deal with, as we wrap this up and we deal with and we talk about dealing with these infuriating family fanatics who who have hurt <laughs> us. Who have hurt us. I've used that phrase about fifty times in this podcast. So clearly <laughs> I love that too. Um you know, who've hurt us for so long, hurt mm-hmm. you for so long, simply because you're committed to living true to who you are, um, or who have hurt us so severely over over recent the recent past because um, of... Make your example from 2020. Yeah, differences in a, a lot of these issues that are really important to us. To To remember some of these things about not not swimming back upstream to to save them. Yeah. Um, you know, honoring your parents can mean living true to who you are. They may not see that, but the truth of honoring your parents could be just living true uh, to who you are um, and on, honoring your parents by being loved and loving as you deserve. Um, but a couple of things, I, I want to remind you out there that um, that debating with people who are committed to misunderstanding you can be toxic. And and so sometimes it took me a long time 
when we started to to deal with these issues out there to to stop debating someone online uh, on social media because <laughs> usually that works. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, you know, but but so to to they're just committed, and and we can now we can now see it. The comments that come through, we see it, and what mm-hmm. their motivation are. It's different if someone is really saying, you know, I just don't get this. I don't get this. Could you help me understand? That's different yeah. than wah 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 wah. <laughs> you know, um, so don't debate with people who are committed to misunderstanding you. It, it could be toxic for you. Um, and another thing that has really helped me in terms of my relationships uh, with people with whom I disagree is, uh, my anger has shifted away from the individual person and towards the system that, that perpetuates it. Yeah. That really contributed to them being that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that helps me see people with a bit more empathy and sympathy, um, that yeah. they're just, man, they're lost. You know, they're just repeating things that they've been taught. And hurt and scared. And hurt and scared, yeah. But yeah. I but I can't own that. Yeah. Um, let me just say for people that are considering whether they're going to go home for holidays or whether they're going to end relationships, we had the experience of several years back with family that had stopped inviting us to Christmas and Thanksgiving. They just stopped and because of, you know, what we do. And uh, finally, one year... One, the person putting it on texted me and said, Christmas will be at my house this year. I'm like, did you forget you've excluded us for five years? Um, and I decided to go and you didn't want to go. Nope. And our, (laughs) (laughs) you say that more certainly. And, um, our daughter who'd been excluded said, I'm not going, I'm not taking my girlfriend, but I wanted to go. And I did. And it was really interesting because, um, they were the same old, same old, we didn't touch anything, um, you know, controversial. But, you know, my one very funny, funny relative kept making her jokes and, you know, delightful and the other people doing the things they always did. And But I felt like I was out of time, like I, like I was from another time. And that old story of, of that you had to read in high school called Our Town, Emily is in heaven now, or, you know, after she's died and she gets to go home for one day and experience the day. And it's like a completely different experience. Uh, it's a lovely story, I think, uh, from what I remember all that long ago. But I had that experience at Christmas. It's like, I love you all. You you have your whole shtick going here. It's nice, but I don't belong here anymore. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I don't fit in it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to fit in it. So I tell that story because I want to encourage our listeners that if you decide you're kind of done with that, those engagements, it it feels maybe a lot scarier to do that or more sad than it really in reality would turn out to be because you have probably grown and changed in ways that they have not. And so instead, don't look upriver wishing you could go back but instead look downriver at who is your chosen family now who's around you now and press into those we've had we've had um you know christmases and thanksgivings of of the misfit toys you know where we've had people over who had no place to go and it's delightful um so i'm sure they appreciate being <laughs> called misfit toys now. we all we all called ourselves <laughs> misfit toys it was very beautiful fun. beautiful people yeah I'm oh kidding. yeah i'm just kidding so course. that's why we had them over <laughs> um so don't don't be afraid yeah of the new path that you may be on now yeah so 
again, one using the infuriating family fanatics one more time during this, <laughs> this episode. Uh, um, you can keep going off air if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, these things will help them not be so infuriating. You may have to replace that family with chosen family. And it's not, it's not up to you to swim back upstream st- and save them from being fanatics. Yeah, you know? that's right. So uh, if you need help finding chosen family, be it, be it your peer, be it siblings who are, who are peers to you, be it uh, chosen family in terms of parents who are willing to stand in and uh, in, in a number of ways, reach out to us. You can do that at freedhearts.org. We have a lot of resources for that as, and as, as well as, as private support communities um, for in all of these areas, for parents, for moms, for dads, for LGBTQ people. Uh, and we would love to put you in touch because it's what you deserve. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it serves you well. It serves you well. So until next time, we love you. You are we worthy. Love you. you matter. You belong. You yes. are beloved. And we love you. We love you. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, our the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.